0: You know, as I was uh, kind of just getting ready for this service today and, and uh, preparing for what God would have me minister, since it's is Mother's Day, and normally I don't ever uh, just specifically on the, uh, 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 some holidays I do, Easter, Christmas, stuff like that, but uh, usually on Mother's Day I, we do all the things we do for the mothers, and I just kind of go from there uh, and preach something. But I'm, I want to talk about a little bit uh, uh a mother in the Bible and some women in the Bible. If I have time to get through it all, but I want to read first of all in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter uh, uh, 31. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a uh, talks about the virtuous wife, and uh, it says in verse 25 in the New Living Translation. And I was going to read the whole whole part of that, but I'm, I'm for sake of time, I'm not. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise. She gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous, capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. You know, a woman that fears God will be praised. To fear God means to reverence Him, to worship Him, to honor Him. And uh, I'm telling you, I know you women are that way in this house today and and so uh, I tell you, fear God, serve God, watch what God does. And uh, But I, the Lord took me to... Uh, you, you're going to almost think I'm going to preach a a Christmas message this morning because He took me to one of the greatest mothers of all time, and that was Mary, the mother of Jesus. And uh, I want to start in Luke chapter uh, uh, 1. Luke chapter 1. And uh, I'm going to start with verse 26. Father, we thank you for your word. It's living, it's alive, and it's powerful. And God, it's about to transform our lives in Jesus' name. Now, the key to hearing or receiving anything from God is hearing it. Yeah. Is hearing it. Jesus said, hey, let him who has ears hear. So that tells me you can have ears and not hear So let him who has ears hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. It says, Now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I got to thinking, you know, if she... Did you know we're highly favored by God? Did you know we're favored by God? Do you know you have favor with God? Grace means favor. And so we have the grace of God on our lives. So I'm telling you something. There's a grace on you and a favor upon you. Now, I'm not just talking about the women this morning. We're talking, talking about everybody. But when the angel showed up to Mary and he says, Rejoice, you need to rejoice because you've been highly favored for God. Listen, if we know we have favor with God, should not we not rejoice? I said, should we not rejoice? Shouldn't we be a rejoicing people? We should be a rejoicing people. I mean, he didn't tell us to go around with a a frown on our face and and be a sad sack. Come on, church. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, notice what he said, Do not be afraid, Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary. It's amazing how most of the time when God showed up and gave a word to somebody or He came to give a message to them, one of the first things He had to deal with in order for them to get Him to receive it was fear. Huh? Because let me tell you something. if fear will, fear will interfere with your receiving the message. Are you hearing me? It'll interfere with that. So she was troubled at it. She said, I don't know, understand what this is all about. And the angel said, uh, he, he, he went on to say, he said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. I'm telling you something and that is true. There will be no end to the kingdom of God. Amen? Everything that goes on in the world is not going to end the kingdom of God and it's not going to stop Jesus' rule nor his reign. Are you hearing me? And Mary said to him, now you got to understand something. She's just, she just a teenage girl. She's a girl that, I mean, she's, this is, I mean, an angel show up to you and say, listen, uh, you're highly favored by God and you're going to conceive in your womb and you're going to have, it. and she said, "Those way she said, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? I I haven't been with a man. How can this be since I don't know a man? I mean, there's a lot of questions here. How in the world can I have a son? I hadn't hadn't been with a man in order to be at at the place of being with a child. And the angel said to her, answered her, answered her, because she's asking him a question. How can this be since I don't know a man? So God answered her. He's answering her. He's answering her question. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit "...will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, listen to what he told her, "...for with God nothing will be impossible." Say it with me. With God, nothing will be impossible. Come on, you you need to know that verse right there. Because that wasn't just for Mary. Are you hearing me? That wasn't just a Mary verse. That's a body of Christ verse. That's a Jesus people verse. And we don't need to lose sight of it. And verse that verse says right there in verse thirty seven says in the amplified, for with God nothing, listen to this. With God nothing. Everybody shout nothing. Nothing. Some you know, we're gonna have to we we gotta talk. We gotta open our mouth and say something. If you don't say something, you'll lose by default. It's kind of like if you had two teams going to come play a basketball game and one team didn't show up, then the other team won just because they didn't show up. It's the same thing with Christians. When they refuse to open their mouths and say something, they lose by default or they open their mouths and say the wrong things and say things that are not uh, uh, beneficial to their well-being. And he said, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. I believe the Bible. I believe the word of God. I believe every word of God is powerful. I believe every word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it'll divide us under spirit, soul, and body. Oh, I'm telling you got listen you we have to believe what the bible says no matter what the devil throws at us in the world no matter what comes down the pipe no matter what what uh, what happens in the atmosphere whatever we have to believe that god has a sure word that is true and he will watch over his word to perform it on your behalf come on now Listen, he, listen. he's coming to Mary and he's asking her to believe something that is impossible. I'm asking you to believe what is impossible. It has never happened before. And listen to what Mary said when he said, with God all nothing shall be impossible, then Mary said, listen, and then Mary said, let me tell you, listen to me. Then Mary said, why? Because this dependent upon what Mary said. Not just what God said, there was a dependence on what Mary said. Are y'all following me? I'm telling you, we, can, we know the Bible says certain things, but what's going to happen for you is when you start saying what God said. So she said this. In response to what the angel said to her, she said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. I mean, after he told her all these bizarre things, these things that made no sense to her mind, she couldn't conceive them, she couldn't figure them out, she couldn't work them out, and all of a sudden he said, With God, nothing's impossible. All things are possible to them that believe. And next thing you know, she said, All right. I'm still having a little hard time understanding it, but let it be to me according to what you said. And listen, the Bible says the angel left. What happened when the angel left? He left because she received what he had said, and when she received what he said, she conceived. I believe she conceived that moment when she said, be it unto me according to your word. She conceived. The angel left. Why? Well, now Jesus... It, the, the seed of Jesus, God's seed, is in her womb. Huh? Did you know that's where we need to be with the Word of God? When we read something, you look at that. By Jesus' stripes I'm healed. I bless God. So be it unto me according to your Word. Do uh, you know what happens? That Word will get down into the womb of your spirit. Yes. Yes. And you know if you give the right care to that seed and you speak the word over that seed, and you declare it, you'll water it, you know what it'll start doing? Growing inside of you. I said it'll start growing. What was growing in her? Listen to me. Let's keep this on a, on a spiritual deal. What was growing in her? Come on. What was growing in her? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the, uh, the glory of the only begotten uh, uh, Father. But listen to me. The word got in her when she said, Be it unto me, according to your word. You know that's when it gets into you? Because if you don't believe it, it's not in you. I said, if you don't believe it, it ain't in you. Nothing's in you that you don't believe. Can somebody at least say, Help me, Jesus? Amen, or oh, oh me. Come on now. Because what you believe. Is usually what you say. That's why he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why he said, you'll either be condemned by your words or justified by your words, what you say. Why? Because when he said to Mary, and all of a sudden, Mary, she gets impregnated with Jesus. All of a sudden, she's pregnant now, and now she's going to... The Bible says, he had done told her about Elizabeth, so now she's going... It says, now Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth because she, he said, she's your cousin and she's pregnant also. Oh, shoot. Where'd she go? She went to somebody that had done got impregnated with what God had said to her. Pregnant people need to hang around pregnant people. Now, spiritually speaking, Listen, people that are pregnant are usually excited. Elizabeth was old and she was pregnant and she was excited. Listen, I, I believe this. I don't believe Mary went to go around. Nobody would try to talk her out of it. We're not careful. We go around people and they can talk us out of what we're believing. Now, if it's down on the inside of you, they're not going to be able to do it. But many times people will try to talk you out of what you said you believed. Is anybody in charge? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? And it's sad when the people that's trying to talk you out of it are Christians too. But she didn't go to anybody else. She went to Elizabeth. Why? She's toting a miracle herself. I said, she's toting a miracle herself. Has God ever done it? Let me just ask this question. Has God ever did anything for anybody in this house? Has he ever done a miracle for you? Woo, isn't that nice, wonderful? God did a miracle. God's worked to man, And he's a still a miracle worker. And I'm telling you, she went to Mary Elizabeth's house and notice what happened. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. See, she was carrying John the Baptist, which was the forerunner of Christ. She was six months pregnant. So John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus. And so when she walked in the house, John the Baptist leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I tell you what, when Elizabeth got filled with the Holy Ghost, something started coming out of her mouth. I tell you what, the the Spirit of God will start making... uh, When the Spirit of God comes inside of you, and if we will let Him... Our talk and speech will become different. Are you hearing me? Your talk and your speech will be different. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Then she spoke with a loud voice. She said, I wonder why she spoke with a loud voice. It was just her and the, her and, the, her, and the, her and Mary there. I don't know. I guess because God don't mind loud. She said, He says, blessed Are you among women, talking to Mary, and blessed is the fruit of your womb? But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? I mean, listen, Elizabeth accepted Jesus as her Savior before he was ever born. That's pretty good insight right there, honey. The mother of my Lord. She called Jesus Lord and he's just in the... He's in the womb. Wow. Don't you ever think that a baby's not a baby at conception? Because they are. It's a life. For indeed... As soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Man, we got a, a party going on in the womb. I wonder what Jesus was doing. Hey, John. You said, "My, listen." John the Baptist is in Elizabeth's womb. Jesus is in Mary's womb. And approximately, I guess, uh, I don't know how far along Mary was. But the thing about it is, is, this blows me away. They obviously knew they was in each other's presence. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, there's, there's something going on here. The little boy's brother said, could y'all sleep close together so we can visitate tonight? I don't know. I'm just cutting up there, but it might have been. Listen to what she went on to say. Blessed. Listen to what Mary said. Mary was not there during the conversation. I mean, Elizabeth wasn't there during the conversation of what uh, when she said, "Be it unto me according to your word." But notice what he said in verse forty-five. She said, "Blessed is she who believed." Listen, for there will be there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Elizabeth is prophesying to her and said, Blessed are you who believe. Here's why this happened. Here's why you were impregnated. Here's why you're carrying the Word of God. Here's why you got Jesus. Because you believe what the angel told you that God said. And he said, because you believe it, you're going to see a fulfillment of it. I like some different translations of that verse. Verse 45 in the Amplified says, blessed, happy to be envied is she who believed that there, is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. You know, that, that works on us too. I've heard people, I've heard people, I've told people the word of God before, and they say something like, I don't believe that. Well, it ain't gonna help you. You know, some people get aggravated when you just put just tell them the truth. Come on now. What if Mary would have said that? Right, it ain't gonna happen to me. There ain't no way I'm finna get it. I don't receive that at all. I tell you what, there was probably another virgin somewhere, I don't know. But I'm here to tell you right now, she didn't do that. God knew her heart. He showed up there because He knew her heart. He knew she was a godly woman. Somebody that loved God, served God. And He said, blessed is she... And another, it says, uh, 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 blessed, happy to be envied is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things spoken to her from the Lord. The Message Bible says, blessed woman who believed that God who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. The New Living Translation says, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what He said. The NCV says, you are blessed because you believe that what the Lord said to you would really happen. Sometimes we're shocked when things happen. You know, I believe this and it really happened. You know, Jesus actually tells us to go a little deeper than that in faith. He said, I want you to believe you see it, got it before you get it. That's when you know you're really getting hooked up, is when you're saying, I thank you, Father God, for my provision, I thank you for my house payment, I thank you for this, I thank you for my grocery, and it don't even look like it's here yet, but you're thanking God for it because you believe you receive and you shall have because of what you believe. And when you're really walking in faith, time is not even an issue in it. You don't even mark on your calendar each day. Well, it didn't come here. It didn't come here. It didn't come here. It didn't come here. It's getting close to time. It's getting close to time. I'm marking this out. No, 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 no. L, no, no, no. It's coming to the 15th, and I'm on day t- day 12. No, 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 no. Honey, you don't mark it all. You just keep thanking and praising God that He supplies my every need according to His riches in glory. By Christ. why? Because something got down on the inside of you one day when you read Philippians 4:19, when He says, "My God will supply all of you." your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus and something got down on the inside of you and started growing on the inside of you and I'm telling you there's going to come a time that you're going to give birth to your needs being met because of the word that you believe and received into your heart yeah. Woo! we're all getting pregnant right now I wrote this down, what we believe will determine what we receive. And then I got to thinking about Mary, and I I, I could preach another hour. And I got to thinking about the responsibility that came with that. She had the responsibility, her and Joseph, to raise the son of, of God, the Messiah. She got to raise the Messiah. Now, I'm telling you what, God picked the right woman. She, he picked a woman that went to church, the, sanct- uh, the, the went to church. He, he, he picked a woman who knew the scriptures and read the scriptures. He picked a couple that would have, Je- listen, would have Jesus in church. Because the Bible says uh, uh, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, uh, uh, when he was up on, the Bible says he went into the synagogue as his custom was. Where did that get built into him at? With his parents raising him up and taking him to the synagogue every time they they, they, uh, having him in and in and in and in and in. And And that custom means it was a habit with Jesus. A good habit. And so they had the responsibility. Listen, they had to listen, and I know I'm running out of time, but listen, they had to hear from God. They they, they her experience with that angel And with God, on that day, when she was uh, impregnated with Jesus, listen to me, they had to listen to the voice of God throughout the raising of Jesus. Why? Because when they come to kill them all, Joseph had to hear Jesus, uh, God say, the angel come and say, you need to flee from here. You need to get to Egypt because they're trying to kill Jesus. So you take my son and take him to Egypt. What if they said, I ain't going to Egypt? I'm not going to have nothing to do with Egypt. But they were men and a woman, a man and a woman who heard the voice of God. And In fact, Joseph had to also be a man who heard the voice of God. Could you imagine? He's a man thinking he's about to marry a virgin, and all of a sudden she comes up and says, uh, uh, Joseph, i got something to tell you. I need to tell you something. I love you, baby. I'm very faithful to you, honey. I've been good to you, boy. But I'm pregnant. And Joseph thought, it ain't mine. (laughs) You know he thought that, don't you? I don't know, she might have waited a little while to start giving me She said, I I can't hide it no longer, i got to tell him. And here's what he's decided to do. I'm going to put her away privately. I'm going to say, I don't want you. Because you... Listen, the angel didn't tell him this until afterwards when he said, I'm going to put her away privately because, I listen, she ain't what I thought she was. But then the angel showed up to Joseph and said, listen, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because that which is born of him is the Holy One of God. And Mary married her. I mean, Joseph married her. And he raised that boy like his own boy. But listen, l- let me change that. He raised that boy like God told him to raise that boy. He raised him in the nurture and admonition of God. He told him. And listen, he was a baby. Jesus was had to grow up just like any other baby. He took on flesh and blood. And I'm telling you, they had to hear from God. So when the Bible said, when the angel came to Joseph, and said, you need to take Jesus and you need to run. You need to flee. They're going to try to kill him. Well, listen, if you said, "Well, the de- he couldn't, he couldn't have killed Jesus," then why didn't, God, didn't, why didn't God just say, "Stay"? He had to flee. He had to run. And he took him to Egypt. But before he took him, he sent a caravan to their to their house with gold. uh, Frankincense and myrrh by the tons to take care of him, and then he had to hear God again when He said, "Now you can go back." They had to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, raising Jesus. Is that is, is that good? Did you know that's the way we need to be raising our kids? The leading of the Holy Spirit in raising our children to love and serve God. Jesus was 12 years old. And I'm, 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 I'm just quit. Jesus was 12 years old when they had to go and, and, and take the census to Jerusalem. You know where Jesus went? to the synagogue, a 12-year-old boy. They went two days' journey out of Jerusalem and realized Jesus was not even with them. And they thought, oh my God, where's my boy? And so they went back and they found him. He was in the synagogue ministering with the leaders of the synagogue and literally teaching them at 12 years old. And they said, where are were you, son? Didn't you know we was worried about you? He said, didn't you know I would be about my father's business? Did you know I'd be about my father's business? At 12 years old, he was about his father's business. Amen. All the things spoken to Je- about Jesus, Mary heard about his crucifixion, all the things that prophesied in Isaiah and stuff like that, and the Bible says she put them all in her heart and pondered them. Let me tell you something right now in closing. Mary and Joseph loved that boy. They loved that boy. They loved him with every bit of their being. They didn't just know him as their Savior and Lord after he had died and rose, but they loved him as their son. As their son. You know, we get to the advantage or we get the privilege of finding out what Jesus came for and He came to save the world. Jesus laid down His life for mankind. And the thing about this whole deal was Jesus had a very deep love for His mother. He loved his mom. Y'all know I'm right, don't you? He loved her. In fact, one of the last things he said when he was on the cross, dying, he looked at his mom and said, John was sitting there, the beloved John. And he said, John, he said, he, he talked to his mother, and he said, Behold your son. Talking about John. And then he looked at John and said, Behold your mother. Basically, he said this, Mom, John's going to take care of you. John, you take care of her. Why? Because he loved his mom. What a mother. What a mother. She was at the foot of the cross when Jesus died. Holding Him when they took Him off the cross. Weeping over Him. But when He rose again, she was in the upper room getting filled with the Holy Ghost, as He said. Come on now. Because she knew what that angel said was true. You're going to give birth to the Son of God. What a story. And it's all true. Isn't God good? Father, we love you. What a wonderful Savior you are. Save. God, you're so good. God, we thank you for the blessings of knowing you. As being born again children, washed in the precious blood of the Lamb, we love you so much.